I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. And then hopefully, as the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, you're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel. But this is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks. Earlier this week, a solemn President Trump gave a grim warning about the coming weeks. This after the White House projected that the coronavirus pandemic could claim 100,000 to 240,000 U.S. lives, even if current social distancing guidelines are maintained. Yesterday, the worldwide number of confirmed coronavirus cases hit a gloomy milestone, 1 million, with more than 50,000 deaths. In the United States, the number of confirmed cases surpassed 236,000, with over 5,500 deaths. California crossed 10,000 total confirmed cases, with over 200 deaths, with 59,000 tests still pending. The coronavirus has also thrown 10 million Americans out of work in just two weeks. That's after a record-shattering 6.6 million new unemployment claims on top of last week's 3.3 million. The Trump administration also now formalizing new guidance to recommend that many Americans, if not almost all, wear coverings such as non-medical masks, t-shirts, or bandanas over their mouths and noses when out in public, particularly N95 masks, which are still in short supply. The news this week has been bleak, and yet the worst may still be ahead. And this isn't meant to scare you or get you down. It's the harsh reality of the current state of things. For many, the last few days or weeks or months have been fraught with anxiety or mental anguish, and in anticipation for a tough couple weeks ahead, we wanted to be sure you're equipped with some of the tools you can use for the benefit of your mental health. Christina spoke with Lori Williamson, a marriage and family therapist who currently leads the Intensive Services Division at Pacific Asian Counseling Services, which provides mental health resources to children and adults with dual diagnoses. She shares some of her advice on how to stay feeling sane in these difficult times. I mean, everybody's going to feel anxiety at this point, you know? It's, it's just there's so much uncertainty and so much out of our control. So what we're doing is we're recommending this not only to our staff, but to our clients. As I just try to get them to focus on the fundamentals every time they talk to their client. And we've asked them to reach out to clients every single day over the phone. Um, sometimes they'll catch them. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes the client will engage and want to talk. Sometimes they won't. But if we could reach out to them daily, it gives them that that normal structure and support mm-hmm. that they need in a, in a time like this. So what we recommend is that, that folks limit their exposure to news and social media and that, that you don't keep it on all day, that you may check into it one or two times a day and make sure that it's a reputable source. And also if you're on social media that, you know, if you've got those Debbie Downer friends who are always going to be looking for doom and gloom, you want to stay away from <laughs> those feeds, (laughs) you know, um, so more so now than ever. Is that also what you recommend for people, you know, for your clients, but also for people at home? These next two weeks are uh, going to be especially tough according to our president. So we're looking for what people can do in their own homes to stay sane. You know, keeping a structure is really important. Um, especially now that we have, you know, parents working from home and their children, are not in school. So you want to have, um, you want to pretty much control what you can control. 
So, you know, just the, the things that people are afraid of, um, you know, interacting with other people, contacting the virus, you can, you can control that by not going out in public. Or if you have to go out to utilize the proper gear to protect yourself and to protect others. So just, you know, focus on what you can control and not what you can't control. Having the structure, as we talked about, you know, getting up and, and taking a shower or getting exercise, then taking a shower, get a routine going where you do some work and then take a break. Um, getting a break outdoors is great because you can get fresh air, which is wonderful for your for your body because mm-hmm. you get fresh air into your bloodstream and up into your your head and into your major organs. And then the natural vitamin D from the sun is very helpful to elevating the mood. So getting outdoors to get some exercise or just fresh air and sunshine is super helpful. Um, You need to get a lot of rest. You know, rest is um, one of the things that most people overlook. They think that they can survive on fewer hours of sleep. But what we do know uh, scientifically is that if the body doesn't get enough rest, that you will have irritability, short attention span, the next day. So sleep is very important. And you know, so many people are having the advantage now to be able to do these things and slow down a little bit and get more sleep. So why not take advantage? All great tips. What exactly is happening in our brains when we're going a little bit crazy in the same environment? Can you explain that process? Because maybe understanding (laughs) that better would help us cope. So, um, I mean, it is human nature to, to worry and to sometimes think the worst. I mean, that's how a lot of people process things is, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Um, we do know that death is the worst that could happen here, and, and that's frightening. So, again, we want to redirect those negative thoughts to things that are positive and that are in our control. So instead of letting your thoughts spiral out to what would happen if I get it, you want to prevent getting it. So following the guidelines of staying home and staying safe. Mm -hmm. When your thoughts start to spiral out of control, what we suggest is that you ask yourself, is that thought accurate or is it helpful or healthy? And if it's not any of those three, then you want to challenge yourself to think of something that is more accurate or more healthy or helpful. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's cognitive restructuring. It's the fundamentals of reconditioning negative thoughts to evoke more positive feelings and a positive outcome in your actions because thoughts and feelings and behavior are connected. It's, we call it a cognitive triangle. So there are thoughts, feelings, and behavior on each one of those corners. Oh, and, and if we can change the way we think, then it will affect how we feel and that will affect how we behave. Are there any tools you would would suggest for our listeners that they could either seek out on the internet or uh, practices they could do starting right now as they listen to this? So, um, you know, I think there's plenty out on the internet as far as um, how to reshape negative thoughts. So that would be something that I, I would look into. But I think as far as just you know, it, while you're in your home, keep the routine, try to stay positive, limit your access to the television because it really is negative. It's, it's frightening. And you can watch one station and it will say 
positive things and you'll watch another station and it will say that everybody's going to die. So, I mean, you've really got to limit yourself to what you're exposing yourself to. It's a tough time right now. So, you know, it's, it's, and it's hard explaining this to children. So you want to be upfront with kids, you know, come up with safety plans so that they know what to do in a situation. If somebody comes to the, you know, comes up to, into their personal space to, you know, it's okay to back off and just tell people that, you know, you're, you're trying to stay, keep your distance and, you know, just, you've got to help them plan this out because they're, they don't, they don't know what to do. None of us know what to do. We've never had a pandemic, you know, so you want to have those safety plans and that will give people the confidence and help them have a sense of control. And you want to give people an opportunity to talk. You know, they need, people need to be able to express their thoughts and feelings and hear it. They need to hear themselves say it and hear other people reflect it back. Yes, I can hear that you're afraid. I'm afraid too. And that's a very normal feeling to have. Look what's going on, you know. But but here's the good, you know, there's a silver lining in this. And you got to find those silver linings. Yes, you know, we do. Yeah. You know, we've got time to spend together as a family. I can get the downtime or, or exercise like I've never been able to do before. Or get a puppy and, and housebreak the puppy now that we're all home. Yeah. Or, you know, you really need to find, and there's plenty of them out there that need foster homes and forever homes. Um, but yeah, just, you know, just you got to, we have to change the way we think. And sadly, our, our culture has gotten into a dark place of late. And so this pandemic is just adding fuel to that fire. So we've got to consciously think positive. Where and find can the silver lining. Go for an online tool or more information just to kind of like research ways in which they can help themselves and their families. There are a number of psychology, you know, that are they're really well-known psychology websites. So even the National Institute for Mental Health, um, you know, the the CDC has information on how to, you know, get them emotional support during this time. But I think you want to stick to the ones like the two that I mentioned that are statistics. There's they're, they're based on science and statistics and facts. So there's not a lot of, you know, gray area. The good news with this and the silver lining is, is you're talking about is that we do have access to an, you know, unlimited number of resources online and that can really make all the difference. Yep. You know, and I also, when I'm talking to people, I try to, um, instead of telling them what to think or how to feel, you know, I, you want to evoke their, you, you want to ask them questions, open-ended questions that will get them to a different, a different outcome. So if they're thinking the doom and gloom, you want to ask questions that will will help them get to something that's better for them to think. So sometimes it's good to say, if you're like you're talking to a, a youngster, you know, what would what would your best friends say? What kind of advice would they give you? Mm-hmm. You know, or what what would what if you were the mom? What would you tell your kids? You know, to get them out of their head into the third person. Young people and emotionally kind of underdeveloped people are are able to do it better if they think outside of themselves. And sometimes it's good for us to get out of 
you know, kind of our similar to what head. you're saying, our own head in our own box and think about how we can help others. With uh-huh. so many people who are incredibly vulnerable on our streets, um, the people who are most at risk, who you, who are your clients, how, how can the average person sitting at home, if there is a way, help them while, you know, following the safer at home orders? Well, um, we're trying to keep them busy. So, and that's, that's hard. That's hard to do. Um, but we're just trying to keep them structured where they have things that they do throughout the day. You know, again, personal hygiene is a big thing. It makes you feel better once you've gotten up and showered and gotten dressed. Um, and then to have some routines throughout the day. So whether it's playing games, reading, exercise, exercise is a big one because that's something everybody can do and that we can still go outside even if it's by yourself, but you yeah. can still go outside and, and do something that's energetic. And, you know, it's, it's sad for our folks because they, you know, idle time is the devil for them. So, yeah. you know, so, you know, it, before I, before I got into this field, I was like, Oh, just relax. You've got time on your hands. Just relax. You can't say that to somebody who's struggling with their mental health and, or is psychotic because they, that's all they have is their, their, their thoughts. And so when you don't, when you're not busy, you're going down that rabbit hole. So it's really important to try to stay busy and stay healthy. So eat, exercise, sleep, shower, have, have a routine, you know, make sure that you're watching, you know, some, some favorable shows on television, things that are fun. I mean, I, I find myself gravitating to all the animal and kid videos, the beautiful scenes and pictures, because that's my escape. That and playing with my dog, you know, so. (laughs) They are the best. They are the best. They are. We appreciate you um, for what you're doing and for taking the time because I know how busy you are right now. So thank you My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for doing what you're doing and stay safe out there. We'll bring you more Coronavirus Daily on Monday. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. We're now featured on Apple Podcasts' COVID-19 Essential Listening category, so be sure to find us there or at ktla.com slash coronavirusdaily. A special thanks to those who have left a rating and review for the podcast and to those who have shared it with others. For the very latest up-to-the-minute coronavirus news, visit ktla.com or download the KTLA News app. Thanks for listening.